Welcome back to Festival Radio. I'm Martin Bamford. I'm joined by Sir Steve Webb. Sir Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Martin. And you're fresh off the stage. You've just been up there with another former pensions minister, Ros Altman, in a panel discussion chaired by Tom McPhail. So what were the sorts of things you were talking about? Well, Ros and I are, are members of an increasingly unexclusive club of former <laughs> pensions ministers, and uh, we've all got our different perspectives. And I was reflecting on the fact that if you get to stick around, you can get stuff done. And I sympathise with all my predecessors and successors who had 15 mon- months each and then had to move on. So you can get stuff done, new state pension, auto enrolment, pension freedoms and so on. But increasingly, this job is not seen as a permanent one. So if our current pensions minister, who I wish well, does a pretty good job, he's a junior minister, so mm-hmm. he'll get moved. And for a pensions industry, that doesn't work. So my reluctant conclusion is you've got to put this job whole lock, stock and barrel in the Treasury. It'll have the clout there, it'll have the continuity there, and that's what we need. Do you think that will ever happen? I think, I mean, the Treasury don't need much persuading to take things over. Um, and interestingly, you know, David Gork, the current Secretary of State for Work and Pensions, was for five years effectively the pensions minister in the Treasury. So that kind of slightly mm-hmm. technical role does attract people who then stick at it. So if you could get someone who had a consistent vision, chance to see things through, you wouldn't get the constant chopping and changing. And at least then at budget time, there'd be someone within the Treasury in the loop saying, oh, don't muck about with pensions, leave it alone, and then perhaps we'd be in with a chance. Now, we're two and a half years on from pension freedoms. Is it too early to judge that as a success just yet? How is it panning out? I, I think overwhelmingly it's a success. I mean, there are always things you could improve. There are always folk who don't get the best possible outcomes. But tens of thousands of people have taken up the freedoms. Many of them have taken advice, particularly with larger pots. They flex their retirement wealth to a way that suits them that they just couldn't have done before. You know, there are problems still, and the problems are at the caution end, not the reckless end, in my view. Mm. It's people who are afraid of pensions, who take their cash out as soon as they can, stick the rest in a cash icer and just let it rot away. You know, that worries me far more than the occasional person who blows the lot. You know, the select committee got one very sad case of someone who'd misspent, gambled away their money. It's a very, very sad case. They said there were a few more. And the power of that narrative, national newspaper headlines, Mm -hmm. you know, pension freedoms going awry... 50,000, 100,000 people quite happy don't make the headlines. No. And obviously the big headline at the moment around pensions is all about defined benefit transfers. So what approach are Royal London taking towards that? What are the key issues to consider? So for us, it's very much the right people to transfer, the wrong people not to. We don't want money for money's sake. You know, I wrote a guide called Five Good Reasons to Cash Out Your Company Pension and Five Reasons Why You Shouldn't, Mm. you know, with a balanced scale on the front. And we want people to understand the value of what they are giving up potentially but understand the flexibilities and you know clearly we want obviously we've got mandatory advice but advice people listen to clearly and I think there are in there's a tale of poor advice out there as there always is to be honest you hear horror stories of people lurking outside steelworks in South Wales charging five-figure sums for just for the advice that that kind of worries you really yeah what role can product providers like Royal London play then to ensure suitability to support advisors in making the right choices what we try to do is equip advisors and you know we think the vast majority of advisors want to do right by their clients I'm sure that's true so we do lots of training and support we don't want to second guess advisors we can't really kind of go through all the paperwork and say you're sure you've done this right that's not our role nor, nor should it be but what we try and do is make sure the advisors are up to speed on the latest regulations the latest consultations that we're getting feedback from them so for example an advisor just after the session now said to me look why don't db schemes provide you with standard template information it's mm-hmm. something i've been raising with the regulator i hope we might get some progress on that fantastic steve thank you for joining us on festival radio my pleasure